With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is the Freddie and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better is Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Or we're going to get into this question. I guarantee we're going to have an answer. Should we trust the Baltimore Ravens more than we believe in the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC? We'll do that in a couple of minutes. Ten minutes away from the best and worst of the weekend. We do it each and every week called Three Up and Three Down. That comes your way in about ten minutes. But a lot of reaction from you on the Dr. Pepper call online at Triple H say ESPN. That is 888-729-3776. Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman, we want to know from you. Do you believe or don't believe in the Eagles who right now have the best record in the NFL at 10-1 and at 888-729-3776? 45 minutes ago, a Cowboys fan named Jihad in Texas. He doesn't believe in the Eagles for one second. He believes more in my Cowboys than I believe in my Cowboys. I love to hear all that so-called Eagle love. You got, guess what? Here in the great city of Austin, Texas, baby, we hear all your mouth. We hear how you talk. Oh, Dak is not even MVP, whatever. Have you noticed that? Who leads the NFL in touchdowns? Dak Prescott. Who's number two in lower in, uh, in INTs? Dak Prescott. Who's in sense, number two of uh, 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 passing uh, uh, efficiency in 75 behind uh, Brock Purdy? Dak Prescott. Who right now, right now, we are the number two team in the NFL. In the NFC, who's going to dethrone this so-called Eagle myth? So in two weeks, you're going to see the knockout? You'll see it in Dallas, baby. So I want to hear all you punish. All you're going to make all the excuses. Oh, Dak did this. Oh, Dak did that. The Eagle wasn't playing it. It wasn't important. Yeah, I want to hear all the mouth. So I want you to tell Stephen A. Smith, please come to Dallas. We want to hear it. Please tell Slim Shady, bring the bill. We want it. Hey, Jihad, you might want to bring some facts because Josh Allen is leading the NFL in touchdown passes. Oh. Wow. Oh. He was so close. <laughs> close, but no cigar. He was so close. All he had to do was check out NFL stats. That's no, I don't, man. I, I want to kick it with Jihad, though, man. When I go out to Dallas. Yeah. I want, I want to kick it with him, man. Smoke a cigar. Me too. I would love to hang out with Jihad. I just hope we both don't get kicked if our team loses the Eagles in two weeks. <laughs> I'm gonna wear my cow. I think I'm gonna wear my cowboy hat too. Fair. I'm gonna have on my little suit. Wow, look at you. Little cowboy hat and everything, man. Really? I'm gonna really do. I'm gonna really do it up. Are you gonna but ride they a put horse? on my uh, my cowboy boy. <laughs> there you, you go. I, uh, nope. Uh, I ain't riding no damn horse. <laughs> no. Nope. You you won't catch me riding no damn horse. 
<laughs> who says you couldn't read defenses in the National Football League? Jay in Arizona, do you believe or don't believe in the Eagles who are 10-1 and one in the NFL? Oh, my own? Yeah, go ahead, Jay. Oh, man, that last Cowboys fan got me a little bit shook <laughs> up, man. I don't, I don't understand how these guys' thought process be going sometimes. Welcome but. to my world, Jay, and I'm a Cowboys fan. Welcome to my world. And I, I'm out here in Arizona. They're left and right of me, and I'm out here all by myself <laughs> as an Eagles fan. But you got to believe in the birds, man. doesn't matter the situation. We could have beat the Dolphins down 70-20, but I feel like, the way that Jalen Hurts played. I can't even watch football games the same anymore. I'm never too high, never too low. I'm just It's just even kill. And that's how we're going to play out the rest of the season. Come postseason, we've got that home field advantage. We're looking past the 49ers and Dallas already. It's already We're already up past that. So it's all Eagles all day. Well, put it this way. The Eagles are not looking past anybody called San Francisco or anybody called Dallas. Because if you're able to beat both of those teams, you send a message, in my opinion, Harry. You let everybody know, y'all got to come through here. And if you do, we're going to be waiting for you. Because we took care of the two teams that a lot of people believe are as good as Philadelphia, especially those bloodthirsty pirates known as the San Francisco 49ers. And the worst thing you could have done if you're an Eagles hater is Las Vegas, Harry, did not do you any favors. San Francisco about to play in Philadelphia this weekend, and they have favored in this game over the Philadelphia Eagles. No, I, I can't wait for this one because we got this matchup last year in the NFC Championship game, right, Freddie? And we don't know how it actually could have went because Brock Purdy got hurt in that football game. And then I believe it was Josh Johnson got hurt, the backup quarterback in that game. And then Christian McCaffrey had to play quarterback. I want to see how this is going to go. Now, San Francisco, they're playing at an unbelievable level right now. After their bye week, they straightened some things out, got guys healthy. And that defense is flying around. That offense is being physical. Brock Purdy is throwing with anticipation. Mm -hmm. He's doing his thing. But Jalen Hurts – is the best quarterback in the NFC. Jalen Hurts is one of the better quarterbacks in the National Football League. When the game is on the line, and Ryan Clark stated this the last few days, when the game's on the line, yeah. what to the three guys I would say right now, I, I would want at the quarterback position, okay. Patrick Mahomes, of course. Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has stepped up and answered the bell just about Every time he's been in those big moments, I think the one time we could say, and he actually outplayed Patrick Mahomes, was the Super Bowl, and that was one bad play that he had. Now, that bad play cost him seven points, but he was phenomenal in that matchup. I believe that Jalen Hurts is going to be able to get it done no matter what it is, no matter what the circumstances are. He's one of our favorites, Roy the Truck Driver. Roy, do you believe or don't believe in the Eagles, who right now have the best record in the NFL at 10-1? Man, now you know the Eagles are playing real good right now. And Dallas got to outright just win everybody to get my heart back to Dallas again. And Jahan in Austin, I'm going through Waco right now. <laughs> what you just said is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And then in Buffalo, get you a blanket, get on the couch because you're in trouble. And I want to do a shout-out to Marissa. Thinking about your girl, call, call in, call in. Marissa, oh. Marissa in Mississippi, who has called the show, she's become one of our callers' favorites because she's a Dolphins fan. But she is not a Dolphins apologist. She breaks it down, what they did right, what they did wrong, what they can improve. So Marissa's got a little bit of a fan club going man, on out there right now. Man, my boy Roy trying to shoot his shot. He said, listen. Yes. Trying to be the well, Travis Kelsey to her Taylor Swift. <laughs> she can only say yes or no, one of the two. 
No, no lie. So that day we had Marissa on. Mm-hmm. There are about three guys I can say that messaged me, okay. asking me for Marissa's information. Wow. I said, boy, y'all, y'all love some Fred and Harry. We appreciate it. But, <laughs> but y'all want us to be love connection too. <laughs> hey, we can have things happen in two and two. That's how we can do things. <laughs> as far as that goes. And when it comes to the Cowboys, what Roy said, well, we're going to find out again. They're going to be Seattle this Thursday. I don't have any doubt about that. Seattle is beaten up mentally and physically. I don't think the Cowboys lose that game at home. After that, Philadelphia at Buffalo. You don't know what the weather's going to look like December 17th in that area at Miami and home versus Detroit. So all those Cowboys fans who are like me, not crowing, I'm not doing that, but all that, all that smack and that talk, okay, starting Thursday, we're going to find out a lot about the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to find out how good they are in the NFC when it comes to those top four teams, them, the Lions, the Eagles, and the 49ers. Well, I would say this on Thursday Night Football. They better not lose to the Seattle Seahawks. Amen. I I had an opportunity to watch them in person and and call one of their football games, and we also witnessed them on Thursday Night Football on Thanksgiving. And I just don't think that football team is where they need to be right now at the moment. I believe they're going to win – I mean, excuse me, lose – two more games and have a four-game losing streak. So if you lose to the Seattle Seahawks, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, at home, I, I, I think the fans should not speak no more the rest of the season. I'm being honest. There'll, there'll be plenty of Cowboys fans, and I love my Cowboys. I want plenty of those fans to just shut up because they drive me nuts time and time again. Shout out to Deron Bland, though. Oh, how about that guy? My if, goodness. He's, if he keeps this up, he's got to get consideration for defensive player of the year. Five interception return for touchdowns out of the seven and 14 passes defense. By the way, Jihad and Austin, that's how you have stats that are actually accurate to back up your point about your football team. Just telling the friend. He's Harry Dellers. I'm Freddie Coleman of Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Meanwhile, in Baltimore, Hey, John Harbaugh, Ravens head coach, your team is the best working in the AFC. How are you feeling about your team at the beating the Chargers last night? Well, these guys will tell you. I, I was, I've been saying it since last summer. You know, we had a chance to be, to be this kind of a, a unit. And we've got five more regular season games and whatever comes after that to really to determine what the final, you know, the final chapters are going to be in the story of our defense. But um, pretty proud of those guys. Derek Palon hit us on Twitter, H. Douglas, 83, and a Coleman ESPN saying the Baltimore Ravens playing like they want to lock up the top seed and home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Hashtag Ravens flock. So I'll throw that question to you, Harry. Should we charge the Baltimore Ravens more than we believe in the Kansas City Chiefs when it comes to the AFC? No. I believe in the Baltimore Ravens, but do I trust them more than the Kansas City Chiefs? I can't sit up here and say that but say that because the Kansas City Chiefs the last five years have been able to do it. The Baltimore Ravens have not. Right? The Baltimore Ravens had the number one seed at one point during that five-year stretch that Kansas City hosted the AFC Championship game. And let's not forget, the Kansas City Chiefs allowed the Tennessee Titans at the time to come into their home and beat them in a convincing fashion. Now, Lamar Jackson gives them an opportunity, gives them a chance every year. No doubt. If he's healthy, he gives them a chance. And I, I like the dynamic pieces. Zay Flowers was my favorite wide receiver coming out in the draft this yeah, season. How good is he? And that young man is explosive. But I love the athleticism okay. that the Baltimore Ravens have on their football team on offense, defense, and special teams. Let's talk about the offense. You look at Lamar Jackson. And then you also have Stanley and Moses at the tackle positions. We're not going to leave those guys out. And then you have Ricard at the fullback position. We can't leave him out. 
in Keaton Mitchell, whose father, mm-hmm. Anthony Mitchell. Man, I used to train with his father really? when I used to come home from college. No way. Here in Atlanta, yes. That young man has sparked this football team and it has become another playmaker for them to get the football to. Odell Beckham Jr., the athleticism. Zay Flowers, I spoke about him, the athleticism. Isaiah Likely, the athleticism. Then you go over to the defense of the ball and you see guys like Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen mm-hmm. and Kyle Hamilton at the safety position and what those guys are able to do because of their athleticism. Jadavion Clowney is playing at a good level right now. So I like this football team of the Ravens because of how athletic their team are, but also how physical their football team has become, well, I won't say has become, right. has been or have been over the last 10 football seasons. They built a team that they believe can go into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs. They didn't build this team just for the AFC North. The deal with Pittsburgh, the deal with Cleveland, the deal with Cincinnati. Baltimore has built that team based on what you just said. So when, not if, but when we play the Chiefs, we know we can hang with them athletically. We can get after their quarterback. We can plaster the wide receivers. We can attach to their tight end, Travis Kelsey. And, oh, by the way, we got guys on the other side that we're not just going to be a run team, run team, run team, and just get four and five yards. They got game breakers now. Odell Beckham Jr. is rounding into shape. You mentioned Zay Flowers, two touchdowns last night, including one in a jet sweep that put away the Los Angeles Chargers. They have built that team not just with AFC North, but if they have to go into Kansas City or if Kansas City has to come to them because even Lamar Jackson pointed out, hey, that number one seed, oh, we want that number one seed. We are determined to get that number one seed. Into the Super Bowl is a goal, you know, but we're going to just take it a week at a time. That's all we can do. We can't worry about being a number one seed or anything like that. You know, it's the NFL. Anything can happen any given Sunday, Thursday. Whenever you play Monday, you know, we just got to keep focusing, keep trying to win these games because it's a tough league. He's telling the truth and lying at the same time. He's right about focusing. This is a tough league. All those cliches. He's completely lying about not locking up a number one seed. They want that number one seed. Oh, 100%. They don't want to have to go to Kansas City in January, potentially. They don't have to go to Miami and play, potentially. They want everybody to come to Baltimore Ravens because he knows this is the best team that he's ever had in Baltimore. I'm with you. I'm still trusting. I believe more in the Chiefs and the AFC, but that doesn't mean I don't trust the Baltimore Ravens. They only have one playoff win since Lamar Jackson got there. There have been plenty of times where they were a better team than the teams they wound up losing to in the playoffs. I want to see it. They're the, they're the AFC version of the Dallas Cowboys. You can give me all this stuff, talent, this, quarterback, defense, coaching, all of it. You can give me all those things. Got to do it in the playoffs. If we're going to attach that to the Dallas Cowboys, as rightfully we should, then we better attach it to the Baltimore Ravens, Harry, because you're right. This is the most athletic team that Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens have had ever since he's been there as quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens. And, and I believe if those two teams match up in the playoffs, I believe Lamar Jackson is the equalizer, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you look defensively at what Steve Spagnola likes to do, it, it, he likes to bring pressure. He, he likes to utilize his players in the best way possible and showcase their athleticism. No doubt. But when you have a guy like Lamar Jackson who's dynamic and can escape and get away from those type of things, okay, so now – we're in a different dynamic now because you have a guy like that. So I think Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, is an equalizer, and he's the chess piece that can, you know, propel them to a victory. Yeah. But I can't sit up here and say I trust them more than the Kansas City Chiefs when I know what my eyes have seen the last five years. Now, I still believe in the Baltimore Ravens. Mm -hmm. 
and I believe they have an opportunity to do it, but you have to go out there and get it done. We can't just sit here and say it and talk about it. The one thing I'll say real quick about the Baltimore Ravens, if it's a firefight, they can win 34-31. If it's a slug it out, they can win 20-14. to yep. They didn't have that ability to do that before this year's team in 2023. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. So get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. So bundle and save at Progressive.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. From the top stories in sports. This is a huge story. To the bottom. So we reach the bottom of the barrel. This is Three Up, Three Down. You're about to find out whose praises need to be sung and who needs to be stung. We know it better. It's Three Up and Three Down. Each and every week, we give you the positive and the negative from the week, and we flip it each and every week. Last week, I was part of the Up Brigade. Harry was part of the Doom and Gloom Brigade. We flip it around this week, so we start with number one. Number one up on my list this week, college football was amazing. It was rivalry week. Jalen Milrow mm-hmm. versus the Auburn Tigers. Now, before I get to the magical play, I got to mention this. They were in a third and 20 situation. Jalen Milrow was able to rush for 19 yards. Then Alabama offensively were in a fourth and one. They was able to pick that up. Now, to end the game, they had fourth and goal at Auburn's 31-yard line. At that moment, they had a 99.9% chance to lose that football game. But the magic by Jalen Milrow said, no, no, no. I'm going to throw it up to Isaiah Bond, a product right here from Georgia, Buford High School. And he caught the game-winning touchdown. Jalen Milrow, I love the excitement. I love the passion. That's why you're number one on my up this week. Roll, Tide, Roll, said Mr. Milrow. I still can't believe he put that ball there. It's one thing to make that kind of throw, literally 45 yards away on a line. Defensive back, they almost were wearing the same jersey. (laughs) And he put that ball over the defensive back's head and into the chest of Bond, Mr. Bond, making that catch. They've always had great moments. In the Iron Bowl, that is definitely, definitely up there with the kind of moment that nobody saw coming when it seemed that Alabama was not going to have any way of winning that game when it's all said and done. And and it kind of saved their, you know, 
college football playoff hopes, too. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, my first down, I'm just going to let the cut play itself. It's a jump ball all the way down at the goal line, and that's intercepted for Miami. On the return... And running it to the 40-yard line is Javon Holland. He's at the 50. Cuts it back at the Jet 40. Has a crease all the way down to the 15. He's at the 10, 5, into the end zone for a Dolphin touchdown to end the first half. The very distraught Bob was choosing on the call to play-by-play voice of the Jets on ESPN New York, 98.7 FM. I was driving around the car going to Madison Square Garden to see the Knicks play Miami and hearing that on the radio. And I said to myself, my wife, are you upset? I said, why? The Jetsian Jets things continue. Why should I be surprised that a fail Mary would actually favor the other team instead of the New York Jets? I almost made all three of my downs. I still might before this is over. But that's the number one down, the end of the first half. A Jets with a fail Mary that could only happen to the J-E-T-S just in the season. Number two. Number two up for me, I'm going to go with that Broncos defense. Had an opportunity to see them live this weekend. Four sacks, three turnovers. They're playing with their hair on fire. 16 turnovers in the last five games. Vance Joseph, got to give him a lot of credit. Sean Payton, got to give him a lot of credit. Got these guys playing at a different level, more so than they were the first six games. Shout out to that Broncos defense. Yeah, My number two down. Yeah. It's a jump ball all the way down at the goal line, and that's intercepted for Miami. On the return, and running it to the 40-yard line is Javon Holland. He's at the 50. Cuts it back at the Jet 40. Has a crease all the way down to the 15. He's at the 10, 5, into the end zone for a Dolphin touchdown to end the first half. And it might make number three. Number three. My number three up, I'm going with my Atlanta Falcons, baby. Y'all know I'm on one right now. I may go get me a shot of tequila. I'm so damn happy at the moment. <laughs> Jesse Bates the third with an interception, return for a touchdown, calls another fumble. Bijan Robinson and Tyler Isaiah in the backfield, and Drake London with a phenomenal game for the Atlanta Falcons. Hey, Arthur Smith, I see you, baby. First place in the NFC South. They say, who that? Mm-hmm. Freddie, we that. Yeah, you. They, uh, the Saints aren't that that. And I don't know what happened to that team, but that team has earned their way to be five and six. My number three down, if two was good. It's a jump ball all the way down at the goal line, and that's intercepted for Miami. On the return, and running it to the 40-yard line is Javon Holland. He's at the 50. Cuts it back at the Jet 40. Has a crease all the way down to the 15. He's at the 10, 5, into the end zone for a Dolphin touchdown to end the first half. Yep. I had the Lions on the list losing to the Packers. Had the Pages quarterback, both of them. When you have a fail Mary like that. It's a major low right there, man. You just own all three down. Yep. Nobody else, they can't enter the club. They can't knock on the door. No. They can't throw rocks at the window saying, let me in. Mm. When you have that kind of fail Mary and one of the most Jetsian things for the Jets, you get all three down. Part of three up and three down. By the way, we got the Harry Douglas Freddie Coleman Bowl this weekend. Falcons Falcons against the Jets. Oh, the Jets still playing for something? I didn't say they were playing for anything. I just Oh my bad. I, I misheard you, Freddie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Put it this way, the loser goes to the pinstripe bowl. The winner <laughs> of the pinstripe bowl gets moved up. I'll be there. <laughs> I guess you will. You'll be doing that game <laughs> on ESPN radio involving Rutgers versus somebody else when it comes to that part of the postseason in college football. And a part of that postseason in college football will be the college football playoff. Ohio State and Alabama. 
did not do the committee any favors on Tuesday and maybe not even next weekend. We'll get to that next on Freddie and Harry. And this is ESPN Radio. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. It is the Reggae Monday version of Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. You heard that call from Mark Katz, just sat in ESPN Radio. Isaiah Bond, that game-winning catch with Alabama, the good hands moment of the week, brought to you by Allstate. With insurance from Allstate, you'll be game day ready every day. Visit Allstate.com or call a local agent today to learn more. Allstate, you're in good hands. Right now, the college football playoff committee is going, oh, man, really? Man, Michigan took out Ohio State. We had to expect that number three beating number two. But I guarantee when they saw that Jalen Monroe pass happen, Alabama beating Auburn, things can get very, very sticky. Let's say if Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game, your Louisville Cardinals beat the Florida State Seminoles in the ACC championship game. Oregon gets revenge in a rematch versus Washington Friday night in the Pac-12 championship game. The committee wants complete, complete easy. It could get very, very sticky if all those things happen because they've told us how they will drop a team if they're all of a sudden near the top and they don't believe in them as much as they did about a couple of weeks ago like they may do with Ohio State on tomorrow night. Yeah, that's valid. And I will say this, when it comes to Ohio State, Freddie, there's still a path for them to make the college football playoff. Now, really? it's going to be hell and high waters and you're going to need a lot of help from other teams. So let's just say the big 12 championship game, Texas versus Oklahoma state, Mm -hmm. Texas loses that football game. And then you go to the ACC championship game and Louisville beats Florida state. And then you would need for the Georgia Bulldogs to beat Alabama to go ahead and take them out of it. Washington beats Oregon. So you eliminate those two one-loss teams, right? right so right. now Oregon would have two losses. Okay. But then also Michigan wins. So now there's one spot left, and the only team that will be left after that would be Ohio State to take that last spot. Yeah, because Heather Dennis 
part of does a great job. The ESPN College Football Insider for ESPN.com. She's projecting these will be the top eight teams tomorrow night when the College Football Playoff Committee puts out their ranking, rankings. She's got Alabama at number eight, Texas at number seven, Ohio State at number six. Barely three weeks after they were number one in the playoff rankings. Florida State at number five, Oregon at number four, Washington at number three, Michigan at number two, and Georgia at number one. They've given us a clue of what they could possibly do if Georgia loses to Alabama in the SEC championship game on Saturday. It basically had the digits put out there because they dropped Ohio State from number two to number six. If Georgia loses to Alabama, they could potentially drop them from number one to not even being in the playoff when, in my mind, top to bottom, they've been the best team in college football this year. No, I would say this about Ohio State. I, I agree with Oregon being ahead of them. When I watch Oregon play, they look like the better team over Ohio State right now. Plus, you look at Ohio State's quarterback, Kyle McCord. Well, his interceptions, all of those interceptions this year have come on the road. And he had two huge ones in that game yeah. versus Michigan. That first one to Will Johnson, he picked off, led to a touchdown for the Michigan Wolverines. The one at the end of the game when they were making a promising drive, that hurt them. So I think when you look at Oregon overall, I just think they look like a better football team at the moment right now than Ohio State. Plus, you got the veteran quarterback, Bo Nix, who's up for the Heisman Trophy as well. So I I just, I I would put Oregon ahead of them right now. Plus, they have an opportunity to play for the Pac-12 championship game on Friday. You made me think so, of something right now, real quick. If you're on that committee, by the way, he's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together and Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. If you're on that committee, Harry Douglas is part of the voting committee and in in determine the top six teams, top eight teams each and every week. What would your criteria be? Number one, to my after the championship weekend, no, no, just in general. You're on no, the, just in general? Every week you're on that voting panel. Okay, what is your criteria? Test. So everyone knows I'm a huge eye test guy. I'm huge on eye test, strength of schedule. Um, do you have your coach? Do you have certain players? Does okay. that play a factor in how you're winning games? Uh, so th- that, th- that, th- that, that would be my criteria. See, that's the problem I have, not with you. But it seems like each and every week they move the goalposts. Each and every week they do that. I'm not going to say it's with certain teams, but the appearance is that they do that. Because if you're telling everybody who is somebody that the two best teams this year, according to how they've ranked teams, have been Georgia, Ohio State. It's not like Ohio State got boat raced by Michigan. Went on the road, lost by six points. They had a chance to go down the field and get a game-winning touchdown. You're telling me that six points could be potentially worth four places when it comes to a team that you had number one in back-to-back weeks in your playoff rankings because Boo Corrigan does not have the easiest job in the world. He is the chair for the Coswell Playoff Committee. But it seems that each and every Tuesday when somebody has an issue with something, an excuse comes up. And that's the problem I have with the ranking system. If Georgia loses to Alabama in the SEC Championship game, let's play along. Alabama wins that game 31-24 to or 30-20. to to You're trying to tell me because of that one game they can't be in the playoff? When top to bottom each and every week this year, if they have not been the best team in the country, they've been 1B to a 1A, that's the problem I have the committee because you're not moving the goalposts. It seems that they do that each and every Tuesday when it comes out to the rankings regarding certain teams. So I would say this also about Ohio State now. We have to factor this into the equation. They lost to a Michigan football team without Jim Harbaugh. We also got to look at the simple fact that with eight minutes, I believe, and some change left on the clock in the fourth quarter, 
Michigan got the football. They didn't give the football back to Ohio State till about 110 left on that clock in the fourth quarter. Michigan went three for three on fourth downs. Michigan threw a half by pass. So in my opinion, I feel like Ohio State and Ryan Day got out coach by the coach for Michigan, and it wasn't even Jim Harbaugh. Herm Bever's always weighing in. <laughs> by the way, happy hour with Herm in about 23 minutes of Freddie Harry. He says, watch what the voters do then if Alabama beats Georgia. I can't wait to see exactly. Because I think Georgia's I think they're gonna, gonna put against. I think I think they if they that game it? if that game is close uh-huh. and it's a and it's a thriller, uh-huh. I understand conference you you value conference championships, sure. but how you gonna lose leave Georgia out? Right. You can't. They, you because to me. You, I, I'm not punishing Ohio State by moving them from number two to number six. I want the four best teams. Right. It, it, but Devin Kane pointed this out, one of our producers. What is the criteria? Is it the four best teams or the four most deserving teams? Because that's not the same. If you keep telling us that we're determined to put the four best teams in the playoff, then the, your eyes should tell you who's better than the other one. You shouldn't well, have to go to a rankings or have a computer spit that out for you. You should be there if you know college football and you watch college football and you're on that committee, your eyes should tell you who is as good or not as good as somebody else. So let me say this as well, right? Because a lot of people would probably say Florida State without Jordan Travis, they probably shouldn't get in. I, I will push back against that because if Florida State goes undefeated, you can't sit up here and tell me that you're going to put a one-loss team in before an undefeated conference champion at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now, the team that have that has that one loss, mm-hmm. they had an opportunity not to have that one loss. But Florida the, State right. won their games. Right. But you're right. On the other side of that, let Alabama beat Georgia and they'll make an argument for Alabama being over Florida State. If they have that as a, a, a potential equalizer, they'll say Alabama played in a better conference, had a tough loss early at home versus the Texas, but beat the number one team in our rankings. They'll use that as to make a case for Alabama, which I don't think they should. Well, the, the, the SEC champion, regardless, is going to get in. in yeah. my opinion. The SEC champion getting in. But if there's a, put it this way. Let's say, let's say Washington wins the Pac-12 championship game. Mm-hmm. They're undefeated. We know yep. they're going to be in. Michigan beats Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. They're, they're going to be in. There's no doubt about it. If Texas wins the Big 12 championship game, they're Ooh. going to be in because they have that one loss over Alabama. If Alabama beats Georgia and Florida State wins the ACC championship, mark my words, they'll make a case for Alabama over Florida State. They'll do that. Ooh. Because they have two compelling cases, like you mentioned. The SEC champion, they're going to put them in. And also, the SEC champion lost a game to Texas who's already in. Well, see, if, if Alabama wins that championship game – the committee has no choice but to put Texas in if they win the championship because they went into Tuscaloosa absolutely and beat Alabama I'm not just, on their yeah. home field. So you you can't have Alabama win the conference championship and Texas win their conference championship mm-hmm. and you not put Texas in the college football playoffs and you put Alabama in. But keep George out, who's been number one and number two all year. <laughs> it's it, it's not, that's why we need the twelve team playoff now. I think we need Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. This would have been this would have been this would have been a perfect year for the twelve team playoff. Put it this way: there'll be complaints next year. Team number thirteen, team number fourteen. It's not going to stop because they added more teams. Cause my school go baby get in. Yeah, that's this year. That that ain't next year. We'll wait and see. By the way, the SEC championship in Atlanta this week in between Georgia and the Alabama Crimson Tide is going to be a hot ticket. Harry Douglas coming be down to our college game day. Why are you looking at me like that for? 
You just threw shade so 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 hard at me. No, I'm not throwing shade. We don't know what's gonna happen next year. We don't know what the transfer portal will do to Louisville NIL. You just, wow, Freddie. There's no guarantees. Wow, Freddie. There's no guarantees. Wow, Freddie. There's no yeah. guarantees. You fake Cowboys fan. <laughs> Back on that again. The hot ticket is not fake. It's brought to you by Vivid Saints. We're so juvenile. The official ticketing part of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets. Experience it live. Harry does have a chance to watch a team this weekend that they get into the playoffs could be a legitimate threat. And we didn't think we'd be talking about, about that team in September or October. We'll unmask that team next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the Not Fake ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On this Reggae Monday known as Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, and I'll tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Harry was there yesterday watching the Browns take on the Broncos. And all of a sudden, the Broncos are 6-5. and five. We didn't see this coming in October or September. Hell, we might not have seen it in November. But here we are from a team that started 1-5, and five, They've won five in a row. It seems like it was years ago, Harry, that they gave up a 70-burger to the Miami Dolphins. And here we are talking about the Broncos team that, man, if they get in the AFC playoffs, that may not be a team that you may want to face no matter what round in the AFC playoffs. Yeah, I just think they're playing really good football across the board. Um, And that includes their head coach, Sean Payton, who calls their plays and the way that he's calling things. And defensively, Vance Joseph, who the first six games of the year didn't do a good job, but figured things out, right? Never wavered, still believed in his teachings, his skill as a coach to get things through to his players. And we got to give the players a major shout out for being able to pay close attention to detail and doing things the way that Sean Payton, their head coach, you know, wanted to do those things. Now, I'll start with this defense. Okay. Last five games, 16 turnovers. We were able to get three yesterday versus the Cleveland Browns. And being able to get four sacks as well, second-year player Nick Benito, man, really had a monster game in my opinion. The young man was disruptive on that defensive line and making plays, had a sack and a half. Uh, P.J. Locke came back off of injury, safety. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people, with Kareem Jackson went out, man, what are, what are the – Denver Broncos going to do well PJ Locke yesterday was that dude seven tackles a sack but he was an enforcer on the back end put Amari Cooper out of the ball game almost put Njoku out of the ball game and had those receivers of of the Cleveland Browns having alligator arms the Cleveland Browns probably had I would say six or seven drops yesterday Freddie it was it was hard to watch but you look at the offensive side of the ball 
and Russell Wilson being efficient, there are times where they wanted to take shots and it wasn't there, so Russ just threw it out of bounds or Russ just threw it to the running back to the check down. Didn't force anything. That's great football. That's not going to show up in the stat sheet. Also, when it was time for Russell Wilson on third downs and key plays to improvise, I seen flashes of the Russell Wilson that I seen in Seattle. That throw that he made to his tight tight end, Adam Trotman, after scrambling on third down, the ball placement on that throw, and, but number one, being able to keep things alive and move around and, and, and have the ability to make that play is unbelievable. And I go back to when they played the Bills, and remember that throw he made to Cortland Sutton mm-hmm. in the corner of the, of the left side of the end zone, mm-hmm. and everyone thought he was throwing the football out of bounds? Yeah. Those type of plays to win the game versus the Vikings, giving Cortland Sutton a jump ball, knowing that only his guy can make that play. So Russell Wilson isn't passing for 250, 300, 400 yards, but he's playing really good football and he's not turning the football over. That's been imperative to this five-game win streak, and I like what the Denver Broncos are right now as a team. Russell Wilson, quarterback of the Broncos. What's up with this five-game winning streak involving your team? You know, I think the best part about us is we've been resilient for all these games. We've played some really great teams, you know, and there's some, you know, top echelon teams, you know, obviously in the AFC, Kansas City, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Buffalo on the road, which is a tough environment. And then, um, you know, obviously the Cleveland's been, you know, great all year against a great defense and everything else. I, I think the best thing about us, though, is it's about us. It's about us being together. Our defense has been lights out. You know, I'm one of the best defenses in the world right now. I think those guys have been unbelievable. I think Coach, Coach Vance Joseph has done a great job with those guys, getting those guys ready every week. And, and through some tough challenges, I think that any time, you know, about this game, about professional sports, is, oh, there's always adversity. And how you handle the adversity really shows who you, can, who you are and who you can be as a team and as a player. I go back to that Thursday night game versus Kansas City when they lost that game. And Sean Payton was going upside and downside Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson took off his helmet and he said, hey, man, bleep you. And kept right on going to the bench. Everybody saw that on that bench. They may not have been Russell Wilson fans before on that team, Harry, but after they're like, yeah, you're saying exactly how we feel. It's no coincidence that Sean Payton, that coach, is to have a coach better. Instead of blaming other people, people who are there like the players or people who are not there anymore like Nathaniel Hackett, Last year's the coach of the Broncos. Instead, you know what they did? DYJ, do your job. Yep. They coached this team better. It's no coincidence that ever since that night, Russell was a man, I'm tired of you blaming me. And other players, yeah, we're tired of you blaming us. What are you doing to make this better? Why are you blaming everybody else? We could be blaming you, but we're not doing that, are we? It's no coincidence, Harry, and I don't believe coincidences anyway, that all of a sudden they started coaching better and stopped blaming other people and blaming players. The players say, okay, now we can buy in because we're sick and tired that when things go wrong, you're not pointing the finger at yourself. You keep pointing fingers at other people, whether they're here right now or no longer part of the Broncos organization. And I think that chemistry between Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, it has grown, man. There's times I'm, I'm watching this football game yesterday from the booth and I'm seeing Russell Wilson orchestrating things at the line of scrimmage and having the freedom to change one play and get into a better play. Even that long run that he had, yeah. hey, Russell orchestrated that at the line of scrimmage. He checked into that. So I love to see I, – I was loving seeing that from him and also seeing Sean Payton give him that freedom because it's important. When you have a veteran quarterback that can do those type of things, Absolutely. sometimes as a coach you may need to – you know what, I need to step back a little bit and let this guy be himself. And Sean Payton has been able to do that, and it has worked out well for the Denver Broncos and their team. And the, and the product of coaching, finding what players do best. 
and put them in a position to make sure that best comes out each and every time. Instead of saying, you're doing this wrong. How am I doing it wrong? You're just doing it wrong. Russell Wilson got tired of that. And the minute Sean Payton realized that, all of a sudden he coached better. It's been a five-game winning streak for a team that get in the playoffs. They could be held a deal when it comes to the Denver Broncos. We're going to ask an FOS friend of the show. We're going to use a line from an old song by the Coasters. Why is everybody always picking on the Eagles? Even though they're 10-1 at the best record in the NFL. This is Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.